You join us here on our perch at the far end of the bar. He's Ben. He's Richard. And just before you joined us, Ben was telling me how he's developed an old man laugh. <laughs> you have, haven't you? I, I think what's happened is the old um, COVID yes. has, has visited itself upon me. Uh, and then today, I've been feeling a bit better over the last two or three days. So I thought, right, just before we got COVID, literally the day before we got COVID, in fact, we joined the gym. So that was, uh, that's been three weeks of money down the drain. Um, so <laughs> oh, don't today, worry. There will be many months yeah. of money down the drain. <laughs> so today I thought, right, I'm going to go to the bloody gym. Yeah. So I did. I, I signed up for a spinning class. Oh, There's good an God. awful lot of shouting, isn't there? Oh. Oh, my goodness me. And bangy music. Oh. And, and uh, unnecessariness. Uh, and I think what's happened is that the old COVID is obviously visited itself upon my chest and uh, now, now you're I've wheezing worked my chest during the spinning class and i'm wheezing like muttley you are laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> there it is everyone all of a sudden the muttleyization of ben very strange when i used to regularly go to the gym mm. and we're probably going back um five or six years now uh, i've not been a regular since then for one reason or another mm. um, they'd introduced the spinning class at some point which which seemed to coordinate exactly with when i used to go to the gym mm. and i hated it yeah absolutely they took over it became a disco they had the lights going oh. mm. they had a, a mad woman at the front on a microphone that and what is it about? And we were talking. I was talking to my daughter about this just half an hour ago, because she's been off. She works in events at the moment, and um, she's just been off to a wedding. And she was just saying, "What is it about the volume mm. of discos at weddings and do's where they think that to make it good, your ears have to bleed?" She's twenty six, and even she's complaining. Yes. Exactly. So, so the spinning class, they have no idea how loud that microphone is. The other thing is that she wasn't very good. <laughs> I mean, she's probably a wonderful athlete, wonderful at her spinning. But in terms of encouragement, she was just evil. <laughs> yeah. This is the thing. There's a very fine line, isn't there, between encouragement, encouragement. and kind of, you know, we're all in this together. Yes. And come on, you useless sackish. You know, it's like, yes. there's a very fine line, right? I ask with some trepidation, what disgracefully disgusting drink have you got for me this week? Well, it's funny you should say that, because I have put some disgracefully disgusting things in front of you, and you've rejected everything, ex although the, you did have a cup of tea with me last week, didn't you? Yes, I enjoyed it. That was very tea. nice. Mm. One of 3,000 uh, varieties of tea which are available. Um, this week, I would like to offer you something which has jewel-filtered water, mm -hmm. organic vinegar, salt... Organic dill oil, mm. potassium, zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin E. Mm. It's called the Pickle Juice Original Sports Recipe. Okay. So I'm offering you pickle juice. Purified mm. and fortified pickled-flavoured juice purposely built for sports drinks. I like the purposely built bit. It stops and prevents muscle cramps. Okay. Now, I'm interested. Mm. Because the night cramps, when you get to a certain age, I don't know if you're there yet, 
Do you get the mm. night cramps? Um, I've had the night cramps a couple of times, but not regularly. Well, as you get older, it's something to look forward to. I can mm. pro- it's like hair on the inside of your ears. It's oh, I've got that. something to... <laughs> Haven't you ever? That's why they call him the Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> it's something to look forward to, the night cramps, because we're... When you get it in your calf, it's bad enough. But now I'm starting to get it in my hamstring and in the front oh. of me. Oh, and, and there's no rhyme or reason. And you you can sometimes catch it because you'll feel the beginnings of it and then stretch right. your leg or, you know, pull your toes up or something. Mm. And it kind of goes away. But other times it just hits and that knot just tightens. And, oh, my! well, I'm here to tell you that pickle juice, original sport recipe... Mm. stops and prevents muscle cramps a glass of this every night so are you actually telling me this in that you've drunk the pickle juice regularly over a period of some weeks and the cramps have stopped um i wish i could say that no i've never tried it but now that i know it's out there perhaps i might have to order some it contains over 10 times the electrolytes that most sports drinks contain Mm. Uh, it's caffeine free sugar free gluten-free it has no artificial flavors or preservatives yeah but it is based on dill pickle mm, i like a bit of dill well i'd like a well yes and i like a dill pickle mm. you know you get the pickled cucumbers in dill uh, yeah. they put some dill in there and the vinegar and i like it with a little bit of sweetness in there as well that's really nice so i'm just wondering whether i should just take out the cucumbers and drink the rest mm. of the vinegar I mean, good luck, Mrs. Lewis, as if she didn't have enough to contend with. Now she's going to sleep next to you, stinking of vinegar. Delicious. <laughs> Will you be trying this or not? Well, I'm. my interest is peaked, given what I did earlier this evening, the old yes. spinning class. My muscles are a bit sore. They are. So perhaps if I go into the cupboard in a bit... And uh, dish out the gherkins. When when Mrs. Ben says, what are you doing having them drinking the gherkin juice? Mm. You can tell her that you'll never have cramps again. And not for the first time in my life, I'll be able to blame you. you uh, well, yes, thank you. Uh, yes, I know. That's why I don't come around yours very often. Um, but what really caught my eye on the same page as uh, the pickle juice original sports recipe mm. was... It's not the snappiest of titles, no, is it? No, it's not, is it? No, No. and I'm making a meal of calling it the Pickle Juice Original Sport Recipe as well. Sporty Pickle. You just call it Pickle Juice Original. Pickle Sports. (laughs) Sport Pickle Juice. Spickle. (laughs) No, don't, please. I shall never drink it again. (laughs) But but there was also an advert on here for an ancillary purchase that other people who've been lured to the page by the promise of living cramp-free had also shelled out for. You'll like this. It's a yodeling pickle. A yodeling pickle. I'm glad you said that. It saved me from saying it again. <laughs> it's a great gift for the person who has everything except a yodeling pickle. Hold so on. If you go, if you... So the, the pickle yodels or yep. you drink yep. the pickle and it helps one no, to yodel? The pickle, it's, it's, it's six inches of green plastic pickle with a battery, eh? battery included. Hours of mindless entertainment, no briny odour. It's a plastic pickle yodeling. It's little heart out at the push of a button. Does it um, vibrate or? <laughs> well, this is the thing <laughs> that a number of people have posted vi- videos of this thing. 
Yodeling. <laughs> Yodeling. Yodeling. <laughs> and the uh, the reviews. I, I, I mean, there are endless reviews, and there are there are lots. Five stars. Of I've never had so much fun. <laughs> But they are quite funny. They really are. I, I, I just, I'll give you three of these, and I, I don't know why I feel like I, I need to read these in a certain way. But five out of five stars. I have the best yodeling pickle in my monthly yodeling pickle club. What? I have the best yodeling pickle in our monthly yodeling pickle club. Everyone else is jealous. I do let them look at it, but I never let them touch it. <laughs> uh, Monique says. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, but a pickle will never let you down. <laughs> no matter what the workplace throws at me, who can fail to laugh when you have a bright green, slightly phallic-shaped yodeling pickle nearby? My office is near the psychiatry department. <laughs> and when the doctors come by, and visit, I can tell that they secretly covet my pickle. Wow. That's great. Well done, Monique. However, Phyllis, verified purchase, was unimpressed. Was she? No, no, nope. After reading the reviews, I was expecting something a little more entertaining and at least a bit funny, but not close to hilarious in any way, shape, or form. I'm starting to sound a bit like J.R. Ewing, then. What's going on there? At least a variety of yodels, but no, the doggone thing has one yodel. And that was annoying. After two or three hearings, I know that advertising is advertising, but this was bust. Sorry, I hate to give you a bad review, but the only good thing I can say about it is I was able to give it away to my hairstylist for her mother. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> But everyone listening to this podcast now needs to go out and order a yodeling pickle. Nice of um, nice of Tootsie to join us as well, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew I knew that voice came from somewhere. I didn't realise it was Dustin Hoffman, but I'm in good company there. Absolutely. The yodeling pickle, six inches of joy and a yodel. Batteries included. <laughs> Got something you want to tell us? Email the far end of the bar at gmail.com or find us on Insta, Twitter or Facebook using the hashtag TFEOTB. What you got over there? I have an urge to launch the dictionary of words that sound rude but aren't. Ah. We're going to need help with this one. Okay. I've got a few to start us off, but our dear listener... We appeal from the bottom of our... Barrel. Oh, sorry. No, barrel's good. From the bottom of our dark, musty barrel <laughs> to <laughs> that you email us yes. with your suggestions so that we can build up the world's greatest resource of the dictionary of words that sound rude that, but aren't. So I'll give you the email address. It's thefarendofthebar at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I'll repeat that in a minute. So if you haven't got a pen handy now... Well, you know very well that nobody's sitting there listening to us with a pen in their hand. Why not? you think they'd be poised, ready. Yeah. So anyway, go and grab a pen. I'll give you the address again in a minute. Here's a few I've got to start us off. Words that sound rude but aren't. Rollocks. Rollocks. 
Mm-hmm. But that's a yeah. substitute word for a bad word, isn't it? Well, I said, you know, medium bad, not even very no, no, bad no, word. No, 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 no. Rolex is a thing. Oh, is it's, it? Yeah, you know, when you. Oh, I know what you're always you in the Rolex. Yeah, there we go. Yes. So it, they sound rude, but it isn't. Oh, I see. Yes. Ball bag. That's the bag you put your balls in at the of end course. of the football coaching session. Ah. Okay. Yes. Plug hole. Sounds rude, but it isn't. Fanny pack. There's one from across the pond. Fanny pack. That's what we call a bum bag. Well, uh, which is worse? <laughs> which is worse? Come on. I think fanny pack is worse. It's worse you know, than bum, bum bag. Not much far away. Until uh, about three weeks ago, you weren't allowed to say the word bum on American network television. Really? No, you, you couldn't say the word say? bum. You, no, you, you had to say rear end. Or Fanny. Or Fanny, yes. Which is why all those programmes that came over here we thought was disgusting. They weren't the slightest bit disgusting. And uh, finally for now, and again we we appeal for more from our listener, um, Pussy Willow, my favourite tree. Pussy Willow. Yes. Sounds rude, but it isn't. I like that a lot. And a lot of people will use, choose to use a word that sounds a bit naughty. Mm. but has no naughtiness about it at all. I mean, one that we used to use on the radio was paternosters. Oh, paternosters. Yeah, it was just a, just a wonderful thing. I mm. mean, if your day is going tremendously badly uh, and you want to just leap up from your chair in the office, if indeed you go to the office, mm-hmm. um, or put down your shovel and say, paternosters, people will look <laughs> at you and think, he's had a bad day. And yeah. not necessarily question what paternosters actually means and if you want to know and you don't know then you'll have to look it up it doesn't actually matter what it actually means no of course it is it's all in the delivery and the tone it is paternosters do you fancy a pub quiz well i'm always up for a pub quiz right here we go fact or fiction uh now there's a theme. There's a theme to this this week. Okay, um, and the the theme I've chosen is strange festivals. Strange festivals. Mm. Uh, there are a lot of these. Uh, England is full of strange festivals, but so is Europe. Uh, I don't know so much about uh, other, the Antipodes or the Americas. Whether you have what we would call eccentric festivals, but I expect you do. I'm sure they do. What I what what we have here are a selection. All you have to discern is whether or not what I'm telling you is the absolute truth or a load of friars' balsam. Okay. Fact or fiction? The horn dance. The horn dance mm. takes place in Abbots Bromley in Staffordshire. Okay. The famous horn dance is performed by six deer men mm. or six deer men <laughs> who wear reindeer horns. Of course. The dancers follow a ten-mile course. And perform the ritual in 12 different locations in and around the village, whilst the musicians play tunes mm. such as The Farmer's Boy mm. and Uncle Mick on a melodeon with an accompaniment by a triangle. Okay. Is that fact or is that fiction? Bunch of men wearing reindeer antlers accompanied by a melodeon and a triangle singing The Farmer's Boy and Uncle Mick. In five different locations around the village. In several. Twelve different locations. Twelve. You were, li- you were listening closely. You know, I, this is what I like about you. You listen closely, and then you sieve all the information. 
Mm. And then you discern forensically whether or not this is fact or fiction. Go uh, on, have a guess. I'm going to say it's the Uncle Mick that's put me off. And for that reason alone, I'm going with fiction. He's going with fiction. Poor old Uncle Mick. Uh, number two, the grand goat flanging. <laughs> this takes place in Nether Stowey. Yeah. The last Monday of August. Right. The goat flangers dress in furry goat capes and sport goatee beards. <laughs> it's fiction. <laughs> As they dance around the nanny. It's fiction. Definitely fiction. And perform <laughs> the time-honoured practice of kicking up the billy. Not only fiction, but absolute cobblers. <laughs> Total cobblers. Yeah. Rollocks, in fact. <laughs> Third and final one, then. The World Toe Wrestling Championships. First held over 30 years ago, the World Toe Wrestling Championships take place mm. in August. Contestants wearing wrestling outfits, mm. or as we know them, wrestling outfits, sit opposite each other on the toadium. Nice. And locking their big toes together, place their feet on a small wooden frame. Okay. Once the host yells, Toe down! <laughs> the contestants attempt to force their opponent's foot to the ground. Right. Fact or fiction? A toe down on the toadium. Hmm. I mean, I tell you what is steering me towards my answer here is your absolute hatred of puns and the complete lack of forgiveness for every pun I've ever delivered in your company. Yes. So I can't believe you'd sit there and make up such dreadful puns. I don't think you'd uh, have any self-respect left. So for that reason, I'm going for fact. Going for fact. We'll come back to those in a bit. <laughs> in the meantime, I like the way your mind works. I, re <laughs> I really do. Um, whilst we're thinking about uh, fact or fiction, let me uh, take you by the hand uh, and introduce you to competitive chair sitting. Mm, I reckon I'd be good at that. I'm indebted to the Atlas Obscura for this report on an extreme sport about to take the world by storm. You, I think you were sofa lying. Oh, that would be me. Sofa well, lying. Yeah. Um, i tell you what. If there was like um, a multidiscipline event that combined chair-sitting and sofa-lying, I, I mean, I'd be hard to beat. You would be barrack lounger of the world, wouldn't you? <laughs> Robbie Robbie Silk 49 is a participant in the sport of competitive chair-sitting, a still-evolving endurance activity. Silk has pioneered that involves sitting in extreme environments, from sun-up to sundown, without any sort of timepiece or electronic device. Mm. The idea, says Silk, is to really just be and not do much of anything. Okay. So on 21st of June 2020, he completed his longest sit to date, 14 hours, 27 minutes. Oh, that's some sit. <laughs> 14 hours, 27 minutes in California's Joshua Tree National Park. His most recent sit was in Antarctica and before that the budding trendsetter, had only sat himself in desert settings, including Sedona, Arizona, 
and the state's McDowell Mountain Regional Park in North Scottsdale. While Silk's Endeavour is unusual, not that unusual when it comes to men, is it? I don't think so. It, it is an unexpected endurance sport, um, and it hasn't exactly been around for decades. We've just been sitting down a lot. <laughs> However, the Dutch sport of Palzitten. Palzitten? Now, what do you think Palzitten is? Palzitten? I mean, it sounds like something from Devon. Well, Palzitten? Yeah, I was trying to do me do me Dutch. Palzitten? Oh, yeah, that's more Dutch. I'll give you that. Um, I, well, I mean, it obviously sounds like it involves some sort of zitten. On a. <laughs> on, on a. a on a pal, a friend. So you sit on your friend <laughs> as long as you can. <laughs> the Dutch sport of sitting on your friend, <laughs> in which participants um, go around knocking up the neighbours and sitting on their laps. Look at his it's, face. He's really loving this. <laughs> it's uh, pole sitting is pole sitting. Pole sitting. They sit on top of a wooden pole for hours. Oh, wood, of... like, oh sorry. I, I genuinely thought you meant someone from Poland for a minute. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's an entirely different... Although, what's that wife-carrying thing? Where do they do that? Wife-carrying? Uh, that's, that's in one of the Baltic states, isn't it? Um, they, they have a wife-carrying competition. We'll come back to that another time. Okay. Um, this, however, is Palzitten, and um, this is done in uh, in the Netherlands, each mm. one attempting to outlast the others. It was supposedly invented to help stave off boredom <laughs> during long winter months, sitting on top of a pole. That'll do it. If ever I'm bored, I think I know what I need to do. I need to sit on top of a pole. There isn't a pole in the, in the west of England where we're <laughs> broadcasting from. Which would um, which would take our our combined weight for any length of time? No, um, there's barely a sofa in the west of England that could take our combined weight. Springs have gone again, <laughs> but despite the obvious notoriety that competitive chair sitting brings, really, uh, he says he does it for many of the same reasons that people run marathons. Mm. Yeah, just so think about that in a minute. World class athletes running math- marathons, twenty six miles. Yeah. In record times, and he thinks that sitting in a chair for 17 hours is up there with that. Well, in fairness, I reckon if you challenged your average champion marathon runner to sit in a chair for 17 hours, they would struggle. Give him a box set of Breaking Bad. Mm, that'll do That's it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, with the rigours of any physical endurance challenge, uh, he says, I think extreme sitting has the ability to rival other outdoor endurance sports, including climbing and even pole sitting. For anyone who's thinking of engaging in this competitive pastime, self advice is to start slowly. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, well, as a child, I used to sit up to the table. Mm. I started slowly and gradually worked up. Um, maybe sitting for a few hours or in weather that's not too hot or not too cold mm. before working towards longer, tougher sits. But his biggest tip is to stay mindful when you're doing full-day sits. The sun, cold or wind might start getting to you. Wow. Just remember, They're not all locked up yet, are they? <laughs> Just remember that this is an extreme outdoor sport and dealing with physical discomfort is part of being an endurance athlete. I think we may have found, if nothing else, a gap in the market here 
for a soothing balm. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I give you not so much deep heat as deep seat. Oh, thank you. Thank you very and, much. And yes, all right. Um, well, I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned deserts and extreme locations and stuff because a friend of mine is heading off to Jordan uh, for some sun. And I think they might actually get more than they're bargaining for, given there's a ferocious heat wave over there at the moment. Mm -hmm. But anyway, she mentioned that they would be going to the Dead Sea and they wouldn't need to worry too much about sun cream, so she said, because people don't get burned there, which sounded a bit suspect to me, given, you know, it's in the desert. So I jumped online to verify her claims. And this is what I found about the Dead Sea. Some top facts. Are you ready? The Dead Sea is not actually a sea. Or dead. It's a massive lake, 50 kilometres in length, and does not reach an ocean via any means. It has a concentration of salt of about 34%, but it's not the saltiest lake in the world. That is Lake Asai in Djibouti. And have a guess where the other one is. A lake that's saltier than the Dead Sea. Um, would it be in America? Uh, no. No. Well, I could do all the other. I could go through the alphabet now, but um, rather than do that, bore everybody senseless. Yeah. In fairness, you'll never guess. It's in Antarctica. It's called the Don Juan Pond. The Don Juan Pond? Yeah. It's so salty at 40%. That it remains liquid even when the temperature drops to minus fifty degrees Celsius. Because because of the the salination, it won't freeze. Yeah, exactly. Astrobiologists, which by the way is one of my new favourite words, use it to try and work out what life could be like on Mars, because they consider that the pond is the closest thing we have to Martian conditions here on Earth. Incidentally, the Don Juan Pond. Sounds like it's named after some great Argentinian hero, doesn't it? Mm. Do you mm-hmm. think? A fearsome tango dancer or a dashing bandit. But in fact, it's named after Don and John, the two helicopter pilots who flew the first team to investigate <laughs> the area to the site. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> that's refreshing, isn't it? Oh, that's great. <laughs> Back to the Dead Sea. There are no fish or animal life because the water has such high salinity, but... It's long been seen as a destination for life-giving minerals and vitality. King Herod and Queen Cleopatra, and then a long line of illustrious people are known to have visited to benefit from the essential minerals in the water and the mud. It is the lowest point on Earth, and so that has led many people to believe that because you're further away from the sun, you are less likely to suffer from the old sunburn. But it's in a desert. It's very hot, and you will get sunburned. You will. So please take your sun cream. Well, indeed, the lowest point on Earth. You learn something every time, don't you, that you tune into the far end of the bar. Uh, just before we go, uh, the answers to our pub quiz this week. Yes, bring it on. I'll just remind you that uh, we are looking for words that sound rude, mm. but aren't. Yes, and we want to build a dictionary, so we need your help, dear listener. The far end of the bar at gmail.com. Oh, breaking news, by the way. 
uh, it's not impossible that in the coming weeks we will have our own WhatsApp number. How exciting is that? Well, that's tremendous. I have no idea what any of that is or what it means, but but it is exciting. People will be able to WhatsApp us. Oh, I see. Well, so not only will we not get any emails, we won't get any WhatsApps either. <laughs> the far end of the bar at gmail.com, please. Come join us for a drink. Pub quiz. Fact or fiction? Let's go mm. quickly through these then. Strange festivals, the horn dance. Um, famous horn dance performed by six deer men who wear reindeer horns, dancing a 10-mile course, 12 different locations in and around the village of Abbott Bromley in Staffordshire. 10 um, miles. Whilst uh, the musicians play tunes such as The Farmer's Boy and Uncle Mick on the Melodeon. 10 miles? How big is that village? Uh, well, it must be quite big. Because, you know, unless they go up and down the street several times. Um, but you said that you thought this was a fiction. Yeah. Couldn't believe it because of Uncle Mick. Mm. Um, the ancient horn dance is an annual event held traditionally on the first Monday after the first Sunday after September the 4th. Eh? You can work out when that is. It is a fact. Yeah. No All points. Right. Okay. Nil point. Um, the second one, you seemed very, very sure about this. Ridiculous goat the flanging. Grand Goat Flanging yeah. of Nether Stowey. Mm-hmm. Last Monday of August, the goat flangers dress in furry goat capes and sport goaty beards as the as they dance around the nanny and perform the time-honoured practice of kicking up the billy. Goat flanging is... I mean, it just sounds incredibly rude, doesn't it? It's a fact. Oh, come on now. Oh, sorry, no, it's a fiction. That's ah, a, yes. It's <laughs> total rot. But I really, really wish that that was... Mm. A fact. And finally, the World Toe Wrestling Championships, first held over 30 years ago, mm. um, where they sit opposite each other on the toadium. The toadium, yeah. And the host yells, toe down! It's a toe down. the contestants <laughs> attempt to force their opponent's foot to the ground. Uh, yeah. You rightly say that um, my absolute loathing of the pun, uh, unless it's a really, really well-worked pun, like the ones um, I come up with, you mean? Yeah, of course. Which is which is why we're still married, dear. Um, <laughs> would would have led me uh, to not write something ridiculous like that. And you said it was a fact. Mm. Well, it's held every year at the Bentley Brook Inn in Derbyshire. It is true. It is a fact. Hey. So you got two out of three. Well done. Well spotted. We're now off to uh, leap on the paternosters of life. <laughs> Uh, we look forward to your contributions um, via email, please, and WhatsApp coming in uh, a few weeks' time. In the meantime, from he and I, it's Reservoir. Cheerio. That's time at the far end of the bar. You've been listening to Richard Lewis and Ben Orr. If you enjoyed your time with us, please don't forget to like and subscribe to make sure you catch the next episode. And find us on all the socials. Just search hashtag TFEOTB or email us at the far end of the bar at gmail.com. Cheers! <laughs> <laughs>